um, hosting your own event, you have the opportunity to do a presentation. Really, when you host your own event, the ball is in your court. You can do whatever you want to do. So like Brooke had mentioned, she had, was it five minutes to, to speak at this chiropractic event? When you host your own event, you can, you can make your own time. You can say, well, I'm going to do a speech for 20 minutes in the very beginning, and then I'm going to, you know, fill it up with some activities and then do a speech, a closing speech at the very end. You can do whatever you want. But what that does when you get in front of the crowd and you start doing your presentation is it creates credibility. So people not only see you as, you know, the face of this event and the authority figure, but they're also seeing you now as someone who's trustworthy. Because oftentimes when you do your presentation, it's going to be something that you're an expert at in relation to your industry. Um, and if it's something that people you know find insightful or they learn something new that's going to make it a memorable experience as well um, so when they think when they participate in future networking events where they're going to someone else's networking event they're going to be like wow you know this event was so much better or i really like the speech so much better at this other event so you really have the opportunity to make it whatever whatever you want um, you have control over who you invite so you don't have to just do a big community invite to on Facebook to anyone who wants to attend unless you are doing a big community event then you'll want to invite everyone but if you want to hold a private event for um, specific referral partners or people that you know you want to build relationships with you have the opportunity to control who who even gets invited um, so like for example when Brooke hosts her own community events she's the only personal injury attorney because you don't want to host your own events and then have one of your competitors come in you know you want to be seen as that authority figure and when you're hosting the events you can control whether or not another personal injury attorney is invited or whatever the case may be in relation to your industry um, you also have the opportunity for deeper conversations when you host your own events. So like we had mentioned before, where people will line up to talk to you, usually people will want to learn more about you. It's not just superficial, you know, what services do you provide? What products do you offer? Where are you located? It's more on the lines of like, why do you do what you do or you know they'll pick up things from whatever your presentation was about and they'll talk to you about things personally because they genuinely want to get to know you and establish a bond whereas if you're just another vendor at an event they're just making small talk and going on to the next booth um, so those are kind of the pros of hosting your own events when you're hosting your own event uh, I love to use Eventbrite because it is free if your event is free. 
Um, if it's a paid event, then I think there's a fee. But my events are have always been free, so I haven't had to pay to use Eventbrite. But it gathers the information for you. It gives you um, a format to be able to send reminder emails as the event grows closer. And it's it just really helps with keeping track of who's, who's coming, who's gotten a ticket, who's RSVP'd, et cetera. Um, and people can subscribe to your Eventbrite. This last event that I did was going to be a smaller event. We only had room for, it was a, a walking food tour, and we only had 12 spaces available. And within the first, like, three hours of the event being posted on Eventbrite, we hadn't invited anybody and because I was going to invite people you know, selectively because we only had so few seats. Um, we had RCPs coming in already. I had three or four RCPs coming in before I had invited anybody, and it was because they had subscribed to our Eventbrite channel or, or whatever it is, and they got a notification when we created the Eventbrite um page it it sent them an email letting them know that it had been created and they went in rsvp'd before i even had a chance to in, invite anyone um so some of the cons of in-person events and i've done a lot of these this year i've done uh, community events. We did an Easter event that was a Christian-based e Easter event for children. There was no Easter bunnies. There was no Easter eggs. Everything was uh, Jesus-centered um, crafts. We had uh, local church groups and community groups who did some Christian-based dance. We did a Christian-based uh, Easter puppet show, skits. We had bounce houses, and we had a a life-size, um, what do you call it, tomb with an angel that the kids could walk in and look at the tomb and, and the angel would say to them, are you looking for Jesus? He's not here. He's risen. Um, so we put on this community event um, for Easter. So that would be, you know, an, an event that you're hosting for anyone in the community. But then I've also done more networking type events. Uh, I have a I created an organization called Max Med Connections that is just for medical providers, for doctors. And these events are, you know, we have a targeted demographic of who we are inviting. And it is not just open to anyone, it's invite only. And so when I talk about the pros and cons here, just keep in mind, I've done both of these different types of events. We were doing the Max Med Connection events. We've probably done six or eight of them, and we've done several community events as well. So just the different types is, is what to keep in mind. Now, some of the cons, it's much more expensive, much more expensive to do um, a an in-person event where you're hosting it the expense falls on you now to alleviate some of that you can get sponsors who will share in some of the expense they'll, they'll pay in and then they get some type of benefit of being a sponsor and that can help um, spread the expense however that adds to the work because now you got to find these sponsors and and finding a sponsor for every event or finding multiple sponsors, you, you oftentimes have to find multiple sponsors if it's going to be an expensive event to share the costs among a number of people. 
And it's just, that's a whole nother level of layer of work you have to do is finding the sponsors and then following up to get the payment. And, and it's very stressful. Yes. And even dealing with exclusive sponsorships, because some sponsors want to, they pay to be exclusive. And then you have another, another provider who does the same type of business, you know, saying, I really wanted to come. I can't come. Can you please ask them? Can I come? I really want, you know, and that puts you in a really awkward position that you gave someone exclusive sponsorship, but then there's other people who still want to come and you know how to deal with that. But I'm getting, I'm getting on a rabbit trail here. Um, so it's much more expensive. It is also the, to me, the most stressful part of it is the inviting part. Uh, the community events is not so hard to invite to because you're inviting anyone, everyone in the community. But when you have these targeted groups, networking type events, um, getting a good group of people there is not easy and it's time consuming. Um, so, you know, I've used a call center that I paid to call and text and email invitees 40 hours a week to be able to get people to my events. Um, that's another cost. Uh, sometimes you can have your sponsors be responsible to bring a certain number of people. We say each sponsor, you're responsible for bringing five people each, and that way we're guaranteed to have you know, 25 people if you have five sponsors. In my experience, though, the sponsors just want to give you a check they don't want to be responsible for bringing people uh it's usually been all on me the invite and and getting people there are you looking to increase your online reviews we are hosting a one hour virtual biz review swap this is your chance to share and receive reviews from 20 other business professionals we are limiting this exclusive review swap to the first 20 business owners who register if you're interested in boosting your google yelp facebook or any other reviews register now by using the eventbrite link Mark your calendar for November 10th at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's boost your online presence and let's get biz done. Um, there's so much work that goes into coordinating the venue, ordering food and drinks if you're going to do an interactive interactive activity which we always do um, for our max med events we've done things from cocktail making classes to line dance classes with the mechanical bowl we've done sushi making classes we have done what else have we done top golf yeah. which is like a driving range we've done um, a wine and cheese pairing class the food tour the food tour was the most recent one we did um, just so many different events they're always we always try to do an interactive activity to help break the ice and help people start working together on the activity to open the door to more in-depth conversations but coordinating that whole activity planning for the activity setting up for the activity is is a lot of work we have decorations involved invitations name tags registration table um, making sure you've got the microphone set up, PowerPoint. We always have a PowerPoint presentation that we use to put all the sponsors on, and um, and it's themed for whatever the event is. Making sure you have your screen, your music, and all of that. There's just a lot of planning and preparation that goes into in-person events. 
And if you're a smaller business that doesn't have staff available to help you, um, it's it's going to be really tough. And I think, too, there's always that fear is, it like, is anybody going to show up? Like, yeah. it, it, did I just spend all this time and this money for nobody to come? Because a lot of times, even when people RSVP, they're not all going to show up. So I think just kind of dealing with that fear that people might not show up is something that is another stress factor. Oh, that's that's my biggest fear is (laughs) are these people going to show up? Because you get a lot of no shows and cancellations for the in-person events as well when you're hosting. And I found that for the max med events that it's about 50% show up who RSVP. So if I want 50 people there, I need to have a hundred RSVPs is, is kind of the rule of thumb that I go by. But if it's a community event, um, it's going to be a lower percentage than that because just anyone who comes across it in their, in their Facebook feed may think, Oh, that looks fun. Let me register for it. It's free. And then when the day actually comes, you know, I think it's probably only about 25% actually show up to a community event when they've RSVP'd, um, especially if it's free and something they, they didn't have to pay for. So, yeah, the invite is the toughest part, getting people there um, and giving them a motivation to want to come. Uh, you know, with the Max Med events, doctors refer patients to each other so they're oftentimes interested in meeting doctors of other specialties and so and certain doctors are interested in meeting lawyers so by me being a lawyer that also is is a motivation to them to want to come to meet a lawyer and to meet other doctors who could potentially refer them patients so that's the motivation that gets people to that event and then and also the activity we're doing is usually a fun activity that I I think also provides some motivation but um, you know you've got to think about that you can't just say I'm going to do this event and start inviting people without there being some real motivation to get them there because there's so many networking events that are out there, and um, it, 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 it's just really hard to to get people to want to come to yours versus all the other opportunities that are out there. So the goal in the in-person events is to create your audience, impress your audience, create you wouldn't believe moments. One example of that is one of our MaxMed events, the sponsors did a dance off and they weren't all too excited about the dance off. Some of them were, some of them got really into it. Yes, turns out one of our sponsors like was a professional dancer and she obviously won. <laughs> but the rest of us had a good time and it was it was a you wouldn't believe moment. It was something that you, you've got these different doctors and um, MRI facilities and me as a lawyer up there just, and I, I put together a, a song mix of different types of music and uh, and just dancing through it with our 
feather boas <laughs> and and it was fun and it made people smile and it made it and it was definitely memorable i asked actually in the event for people to raise their hands i said if you have been to a networking event other than this one in the last 30 days raise your hand and huge percentage of the room raised their hand maybe 80 90 percent and then i said if you have ever been to a networking event that had a sponsored dance off or a dance off of any sort raise your hand and not one hand was raised and so for me the goal was accomplished we did something different we did something memorable we made fun of ourselves and got a little silly but people will remember that and i'll tell you my MaxMed events, um, so many times I meet new people in the medical field who say to me, I haven't met you, but I've heard about your events. So they know who I am because they've heard of the events. And I've had people reach out to me um, on their own volition who I have never met and said, I'd like to sponsor your next event. I'm hearing great things about them. So it has been brought a lot of value but it has brought a lot of work it is a a lot of work and I don't want to under I don't want you to underestimate that because it really it, it really is and you really need a team of people to pull it off in a first class way and I, ha I have that my, my staff is incredible um, every everything from planning to actually attending and hosting the event it's a team effort and I really rely on them to, to help me. You will drive yourself absolutely crazy if you try to coordinate everything on your own in terms of hosting your own event. So the third and final type of event that you could you could utilize is a virtual event. Um, so this could be something in, in the form of like a webinar or um, just like a little group meeting or, you know, a big speech that you're doing or something interactive. Like there's a ton of opportunities opportunity um, for a virtual event um, and the pros are if you have a zoom subscription it's free if you don't have a zoom subscription it's limited to um, 40 40 minutes and 100 participants um, so it's relatively inexpensive especially you know when you compare it to hosting your own event um, another benefit or pro rather is um, you basically have the same pros as if you're hosting an, an in-person event so you are still considered as the authority figure because you're the one that coordinated everything you are the headliner um, so people are going to look up to you and and listen to you much more than if you're just an attendee um, also with virtual events um, it's much quicker than in-person events there's a lot less planning that's involved you don't have to worry about food or drinks um, so because it's a lot quicker than in-person events you don't really have to set anything up or tear anything down or drive anywhere um, you can do them more often so you could do them once a week or twice a month whereas when you're hosting 
hosting an in-person event, um, you may only be able to do it once a month or once every couple of months. Um, these virtual events, they're very convenient for everyone to attend. People don't have to um, drive to get there. Um, there's not a whole lot of work involved in them, you know, clicking a link to attend the, the event. So they're much more convenient for people to attend. Um, you can also reach audiences from any distance. Whereas if you're hosting an in-person event or you're even just participating in a community event, you are essentially gonna be with people that live or work in that general area. Whereas with virtual events, you can connect with anyone in the world um, so you're able to reach a lot more people and you don't have to worry about distance um, constraining you um, you can wear pj pants and use built beauty filters which whoop, whoop. is super nice so you can still be comfortable and look professional and um, you don't have to worry about like touching up your makeup or anything you can just slap a filter on and you're good to go um, so there are a lot of pros when it comes to virtual events. You know we're all about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case. At Bolts Legal, we are all about your case. Text or call to schedule a free consultation for all your legal needs. BoltsLegal.com. And speaking of virtual events, as you may know, Miss Biz has started doing weekly virtual events on Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this is because we want to be engaging with you through direct conversation. It is great for us to interact with each other and talk into a microphone, um, but we want to get to know you. We want to hear what your real life struggles are, and we want to be able to help you and give you insight and advice from our own experiences that's really relevant to what you're dealing with on a weekly basis. So. Anyone is welcome to attend these events. They are free and you will have our undivided attention for one hour as we help you to brainstorm and build your business with all of the tools that we've acquired in our uh, respective experiences. So we hope that you will put it on your calendar and plan to be with us on Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time um, so that we can get to know each other better and, and help uh, just build each other's businesses. So with that, I will talk about some of the cons of the virtual events. The no-show probability is high. Um, I like to use, for virtual events, I like to use the Eventbrite as well because people will register and you'll have their contact information. It just makes it so easy and convenient. But, you know, because it's so easy to attend and because it's, you know, in the middle of their day and they don't have to get ready and get in the car and drive somewhere, it's easy to either just forget about it and 
and slip your mind or just to get into something and be like, eh, I'm not going to go this time. I'll, you know, I, I need to just keep working on whatever I'm doing. So no shows percentages are high for, for virtual events, especially when they're free. Um, also we have, I think a lot of people have what I call zoom fatigue. It's that we just have gotten so accustomed to having zoom presentations and zoom events all the time that there's just not a lot of excitement around going to a zoom event. It's more convenient, but you can't really create the same energy or do the same type of interactive activities that you could do in an in-person event to try to, you know, just build the excitement around the event. And so it just kind of, there's only so much you can do on, on a zoom event. I think with Zoom too, there's like a level of awkwardness that's on there in terms of like, I don't know when it's appropriate to speak, you know, there might yeah. be like a lag or something. So, you know, you don't want to cut somebody off. Um, I know I'm in a BNI chapter and we're a hybrid chapter and we have an amazing group of members. Like I love each and every member of my chapter, but our in-person meetings are so much better than our Zoom meetings. Our Zoom meetings can be, we, we have to try a lot harder to be engaging and to um, basically openly discuss, whereas in, in person, it just happens naturally. Yeah, my, my chapter went full in person, meaning we meet in person every week. And since we've done that, our chapter size has almost doubled for that exact reason. There's just, there's more energy, there's more relationship, there's more connection when you're in person. So that's always gonna be a downfall of a virtual event, but it has these other pros that make it still worthwhile to do um, because it's just convenient and you can do it all the time. You can do them every day if you want to do them every day. Um, so also another con is that it's hard to have one-on-one -on -one conversations in a Zoom. Um, and I keep saying Zoom, but there's also there's other platforms. Google Meet, for example, is another one that is um, free. Uh, we, we, I think it's free for 60 minutes and you can have up to hundred attendees to do Google meet and zoom is uh, free for 40 minutes and also hundred attendees. So, you know, there's a couple different platforms. Zoom is the one I use the most. So that's why I'm referring to it, but there's definitely other platforms that you could utilize. Um, teams is another one that, that has the video recording, uh, and video uh, meeting type of capability. Um, but in a, in a group session like that, it's hard to have one-on-one -on -one conversations. You can do these breakout rooms, but if you were to kind of go put yourself in a breakout room with one person, you'd be isolating the rest of the members. So it's just not really the right forum for you as the host to be doing one-on-one -on -one conversations. Now you can put the, the attendees in rooms where they can have one-on-one -on -one conversations, but for you as the host, it, um, it's not the best forum to do that. Um, you, to get in front of a same 
the same audience size as what you can do in an in-person, you probably need to do a number of virtual events. Um, it's probably going to be harder to gather a big audience because you're probably not going to be investing the same kind of time and money into inviting for a virtual event as you would an in-person event. So you're probably going to have a smaller attendance, especially when you're first starting out. And so to get in front of the same number of people as the in-person event, you're probably going to need to do several virtual events to, to get in front of that number of people. Um, it's harder to be creative and to be memorable in these type of virtual events because you're just limited to the technology. Um, you also, and this is a big one, people are, they, they multitask and they don't pay attention or they turn their cameras off or they mute themselves. So they're not engaging with the material and it's kind of a distraction to other people and just kind of defeats the purpose of the whole event. So that, and, and I've tried on some, sometimes when I've done Zoom events to ask people to turn their cameras on or whatever, and they just ignore it and don't do it. So it's just kind of like um, tough to, to get everyone engaged and participating. And then finally, the last con of a virtual event is technical problems you know the the cat lawyer um who went to court if you haven't seen it look it up it is hilarious um a lawyer who has a cat filter on his face and he goes to court as a cat and he says things like i'm here i'm not a cat <laughs> and it's just hysterical uh, but technical problems are there's always some kind of technical issue when you're doing a virtual event, so you have to kind of plan and prepare for that and be re ready to troubleshoot those with your attendees. So the overall goal of a virtual event is to build an audience and to maintain consistency. It's something you can do over and over and over without a whole lot of planning or preparation or expense and you can build your following, build your audience over time, and it really is better at doing that than any other type of event. So if you know what the strengths are of each type of event, and you can plan out your year so that you're incorporating all three of them within your budget and time constraints, then this can be an excellent addition to your marketing plan and marketing strategy. We appreciate you and are honored to be on this journey with you. We can't wait to help you, to encourage you, and show you how to grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. If you found Miss Biz helpful, please leave a review and share with others. You can follow us on social media at Miss Biz Podcast. For legal questions or services, please visit boltslegal.com and for digital marketing needs please visit boltsmedia.com let's get biz done